Welcome to Learning Bible Truth. Thank God for another season. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. Here to take you on a tour of the Bible by reading entire books in the Bible. Not just one scripture, full chapters. And of course, I share my commentary while we read line upon line and precept upon precept of every word of scripture. Since you won't take the time to study and show yourself approved before God, I am bringing the scriptures to you. So get your Bibles, take out pen and paper, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's grow in faith while we learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. Not my will, Lord, but God's will be done by giving our lives to his son, Jesus the Christ. saints i know this is unexpected but i heard a powerful message uh earlier this week that i felt in my heart you need to hear it is a message that is going to be delivered by bishop td jakes i stumbled on it um i don't think it was an accident i think god meant for me to hear it so that i could share it on my podcast because i think everyone should hear it now, for those of you who follow me on a regular basis, you may have heard me uh, say something negative about my brother in Christ. He is a minister of the gospel. He is Bishop T.D. Jakes. He has been teaching the gospel longer than me. Um, but I actually referred to him as a false teacher, and I want to openly apologize. I don't have a problem humbling myself and apologizing to anyone. And you will never hear me t speak negative about him again. However, I will say this. I think that pandemic woke up a lot of God's ministers who had strayed away. I think he strayed away in the past, but he, he's always been a minister of the gospel. Um, some of his past teachings uh, was angering me because we need to get back to teaching Christ and revealing Christ in these scriptures. And so what you are going to hear is one of the most powerful and profound messages I have ever heard anyone teach about the Lord Jesus Christ. And so I want you guys to sit back, call family members. If you haven't heard it already, uh, sit back, get your Bibles. Um, and I want you to listen to this powerful message. And then he's going to take us into church. Revealed. The mystery revealed. We'll get into it. First Timothy 3. These things write I unto thee, Paul writing unto Timothy, hoping to come unto thee shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayst knowest how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God. Hold it right there. Paul is writing to Timothy, telling him, I want you to know how to act. In the house of God. You don't treat God's house like it's a, some kind of something else. 
you treat, you, there's a certain reverence you give to the house of God. If he took time to write in the Bible how you ought to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God. The house of God is bigger than a building, yet it's the entire church of the living God. When God sees the house of God, he doesn't just see addresses and buildings. He sees his believers as lively stones that we collectively make up the house of God. He said, which is the church of the living God, the pillar, the pillar, the foundation, the pillar, the column, the pillar. The, the load-bearing uh, wall that is of the pillar and ground of the truth. See, if you don't have a pillar, when the storm comes, it'll blow you over. And a lot of us, we, we really love the Lord, but we don't have any truth. We don't have any real truth, any foundation. We got feelings. And when the feelings subside, we don't feel loved of God. But if you base it on the pillar and the foundation of truth, not feelings, not emotions, not situations, not circumstances, not whether you got a job or not, not whether you look good or not, not whether the girl likes you or not. You got to base this on something that will not shake. And that's what we were going to talk about tonight. And he says, and without controversy, without arguing, without yelling, without fussing, without dissension, without debate, great is the mystery. Great is the mystery of godliness. Good God, I love this text. Great is the mystery of godliness. Your God is mysterious. Great is the mystery. In, in, in the Greek, it's mysterion. Great is the mystery of godliness. And then he gives six points, and we're going to talk about them tonight, and I'm going to get out of your way. Number one, God was manifest in the flesh. Number two, he was justified in the spirit. Number three, he was seen of angels. Number four, he was preached unto the Gentiles. Number five, he was believed on in the world. And number six, he was received up in the glory. Say amen, somebody. Father, bless the word as it is being taught tonight. Let it seep deep down into our hearts that we might get a deeper understanding and a revelation of you. Because the better we see you, the clearer we see us. If we are created in your image, then wipe the haze off the mirror. So as we behold you, we see ourselves. Help us to understand ourselves in the light of your reflection. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody shout amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. The mystery revealed. And as I told you earlier, the Greek word for mystery is mysterion. And, 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 and it literally means, all throughout the New Testament, wherever you see it, you will see it over and over again. It literally means that the things of God that were once hidden are later revealed through Christ unto us. Okay, so when we start talking about a mystery, we're not talking about something that didn't exist. We're just talking about something that wasn't revealed. I have, I have a gift. I have several gifts for different ones of my children that they don't know anything about. When I decide to let them know about it, I will let them know about it. 
when they know about it, that doesn't mean that I created it or I got it when they know about it. It was hidden from them, but it was theirs. When you start talking about a mystery revealed, it is amazing. There are levels to revelation. Every preacher doesn't have the same level of revelation. Every person doesn't have the same level of revelation. Every marriage doesn't have the same level of revelation. Revelation grows. You can know it on one level and not know it on another. I was thinking about this whole notion of how I would begin to talk about the mystery revealed. And God gave me an image of a woman and she's, she's, she, her, her cycle has stopped and, and she's getting sick in the morning. She's getting sick in the morning strangely and she's not normally sick and she's sick in the morning and she can't figure out what's wrong. What do you think might be wrong? Oh, she's pregnant. She's pregnant. She's pregnant, but she doesn't know it yet. But her not knowing it doesn't mean she's not pregnant. It hasn't been revealed to her yet. But that does not negate the fact that some living thing is growing inside of her body. When she knows about it, that doesn't mean that it started. It could have started before she knew about it. So she goes, she gets a pregnancy test. And then she finds out, indeed, she is pregnant. That's a level of revelation. The moment she gets the revelation that she's pregnant, that is a level of revelation. She doesn't know what gender it is. She just knows that she's pregnant. After months and months of formation, eventually she will go and they will do an ultrasound on her and reveal the gender whoo that's another revelation okay and then she finds out I'm pregnant and it's a girl or it's a boy but she hasn't met him yet after the third trimester is completed she goes into labor she dilates her water breaks she gives birth and <clears throat> in travail she pushes forth a baby and the baby is revealed. Those are three revelations before she meets the baby. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Now, she meets the baby when they lay the baby in her arms and cuts the cord. But she still doesn't know the baby. <laughs> she doesn't know the baby just because Yeah, but you don't know boo-boo yet. You got to watch boo-boo a while before you figure out whether boo-boo is a liar or not or whether boo-boo can be trusted and whether boo-boo is dependable and whether boo-boo is loyal. You, you don't know them, but the baby has been revealed. And then as you raise them, you get to know them. There are different levels of revelation from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelations. God is giving us different levels of revelations of what was hidden from the foundations of the world. It's coming in stages, it's coming in phases, it's coming through revelation knowledge, it's coming through teaching, it's coming through word, it's coming through experience until Christ be formed in you. Just because you came to the altar and gave your life to Christ doesn't mean that Christ is in full formation in you. 
Paul said in Galatians, my little children in whom I travail in birth again until Christ be formed in you. Christ has to be formed in you. It takes a lifetime to live holy. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. I mean to really live holy, to really get it down, to get where the holiness is more than long dresses and, 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 and not cutting your hair and all that kind of stuff. Holiness is more than not fornicating and not drinking liquor and, and not smoking dope. For holiness is more than that. Uh, holiness is where you don't think evil. Oh, yeah, you're going to clap for us over, yeah. The Bible says the very thought of foolishness is sin. It takes a long time. I, I hear people say, oh, I'm holy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, uh -huh, that's cute. That's nice. That's nice. But if everything you thought was played on a loudspeaker right now, you put up your finger and tip out of here right now. Because, because it takes a long time for Christ to come into full formation in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? A mystery is that which can only be known through the revelation of God. That means that God cannot be proven. He cannot be explained. He cannot be fussed about. He cannot be argued about. He must be revealed. The MRI revealed it's a boy. I didn't know it was a boy till they revealed the ultrasound rather revealed it was a boy I didn't know I was pregnant until the test revealed I was pregnant I didn't know they were going to have dimples like grandma till I pushed out the baby and it was revealed if you have to be revealed how much more does God have to be revealed you are not here because somebody explained him to you you are here because he revealed himself to you he showed himself to you. He, he, he chose to let you see him. Some of it came through preaching or some of it came through a song. Some of you weren't even in church. You might have been at the house. You might have been in the club. You might have been in the car. And he just, he, just, he just gave you a sneak peek and he revealed himself to you. And all of a sudden you got convicted about things you weren't convicted about before. And you decided to change your life. And the more, and the more you walk with him, you're taking off stuff every day. Changing habits and changing behaviors because there are levels of revelation because our God is a mystery great is the mystery of godliness great is the mystery of godliness that's why you ought not to judge one another in a great house the Bible said there are vessels of honor and dishonor I got five kids and only two of them the same age because they're twins the rest of them are all different ages at different stages, at different stages of development. You don't have no 12 kids and all of them seven. Yet church will force you to act like you're the same age as everybody else because we do not make room for the development of revelation which takes time for Christ to be formed in you so you, you're seven having to act like you're 27 because everybody's judging you like you're 27 but you're really still on a seven level oh y'all don't hear what i'm saying i'm, I'm, I'm gonna make this thing clear it is, it is this God that has chosen to reveal himself unto us all through the Old Testament, through shadows, through types. He shows up in all kinds of ways. He's the fourth man in the fiery furnace.
He's a kinsman redeemer for Ruth. He's the day star of the Old Testament. He's the lover of my soul in the Song of Solomon. He's the voice of the Lord walking through the cool of the garden. All of these are quick glimpses and glances of him just giving us shadows of who he is. Hallelujah. He is the tabernacle in the Old Testament. He is the brazen altar and the brazen laver. He is the mercy seat in the Old Testament. He is the veil in the temple. He is the bread on the table. He is the altar of incense. All of these are little glimpses where he's giving you tests and you're coming through different stages of the revelation. He is the animal that was slain that covered Adam's nakedness. We don't know yet that it's a lamb. It's just an animal. We don't find out that the animal is a lamb until we get to the book of Exodus. And in the book of Exodus, we find out that the animal is a lamb and a firstling. We find out that it's a lamb in Genesis with Abel, but we don't know that it's a male and it's a firstling until we get to Exodus. And we don't know that it's slain and applied to the doorpost until Exodus. And it's way over in the book of Isaiah before we find out that the lamb is really a man. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes we are healed. And we still don't know which man. It is only when John the Baptist is baptizing in the Jordan River that we know that, that the lamb that was a coat of skin in the book of Genesis, the lamb that was offered up by Abel in the book of Genesis, the lamb that was painted on the doorpost in the book of Exodus, is only the man that was pointed out in the Jordan River with water running in between his legs. All of a sudden John says, behold, this is the one. This is who Isaiah is talking about. Behold. Behold the Lamb of God which will take away the sins of the world. This is God being revealed. Jesus is God being revealed. In Mark 4 and 11, the Bible talks about the mystery of the kingdom of God. It is something that in times past has been hidden, but is now revealed to God's people. Jesus spoke of it as the mystery of the kingdom of God, that he was at that time revealing to his disciple, to his disciples, not to everybody, not to the world. Stop arguing with the world. They're not supposed to see what you see. They're not supposed to know what you know. They're not supposed to believe what you believe. If they believe what you believe, they would be saved. The, do you know the Bible said the secret of the Lord is with them that fear him? and he shall show them his covenant there are some things that God will only show to people that respect him that fear him that reverence him and I don't care how much you like Sally Sue and Mary Jane you can't make them see what they don't see the Bible said if our gospel be hid it is hid from them that are lost you are here because God has revealed himself to you you're not here because you're a good woman you're not here because you're a holy man. You're not here because you don't have proclivities and humanities and weakness. You are here because God revealed himself to you.
Oh my shot. Uh, hallelujah. He revealed himself. He, he made himself open before you. He showed himself to you. He let you see. It's by his mercy that you're not consumed. God has revealed himself to you. Some of you are the only one in your family, but God revealed himself to you. Your sister didn't get it. Your brother didn't get it, but you got it. God revealed himself to you. Sometimes your twin didn't get it, but you got it. God showed up and revealed himself unto you. And when you go to the family reunion, they treat you funny because they don't see what you see. They don't have the level of revelation to understand what you understand. And you're strange to them. And you got to be cool with being weird. You got to be cool with being weird. You cannot be his disciple until you get good with being weird. As long as you have a psychological need to fit in with everybody, you're going to change religions every month. You're going to change your hair every month. You're going to change your style every month. You're going to change your everything every month. Trying to be all things to all people, you become nothing. You got to be good with being different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right down in your nose. Yes, I'm peculiar. I'm peculiar. I'm peculiar. I'm meant to be peculiar. I'm not trying to keep up with the latest trend. I'm not trying to keep up with the people. I do my thing my way. I'm me. I'm good with being me. I'm not trying to be you. I'm trying to be me. I'm trying to be the best version of what he created me to be. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And I'm not going to let you intimidate me into what I ought to be because you are not my God and I am not created in your image but in his image. And the better I see him, the better I see myself. <laughs> Good God. I said the better I see him, the better I see myself. The better I see him, the smaller my problems get. The better I see him, the stronger my faith gets. The better I see him, the more stable I am in how I deal with issues because I'm basing myself on the pillar of truth, the ground of truth. I am not building on my emotions because my emotions are not stable. My God is stable. My God is stable. So Paul says without controversy, without argument, great is the mystery of godliness. If it was a great mystery of humanity, and we went through all of those stages of revelation just for a person to be manifest, how much more did we go through for God to be made manifest. The, the Bible said that God was manifested in the flesh. So number one, we're going to talk about incarnation. For God to be manifest in the flesh is incarnation. And it is, inc incarnation is inconceivable. Let me break it down for you. Incarnation means God, who is a spirit, showed up in the flesh car where we get carnal or carnivorous means meat God is a spirit for the spirit to be made meat is a mystery incarnation means spirit became meat 
And it's a mystery that spirit could, could become meat because meat is an enmity against God. According to Romans chapter 8, the Bible says a carnal mind is enmity against God. So God became the very thing that he hated. He became carnate. Incarnation. God was manifest in the flesh. Good God. Matthew 1 23 let's look at it for a minute behold a virgin shall be with child see we was talking about pregnancy before only this one is pregnant with God himself and shall bring forth a son and his name shall call and his name they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted means God with us or literally the dwell amongst us God. Y'all didn't hear me. The dwell amongst us God. It's not just that God called us to come up and dwell with him. It's that God came down and dwelt amongst us. He is the dwell amongst us God. He is the dwell amongst us God. No, oh, oh, wait. Wait, wait, back up a minute. Not to dwell amongst you. You don't own him. You can't decide who is going to heaven, who's not going to heaven, who is saved, who's not saved, who is real, who ain't real. You messing with something that's none of your business because you can't own him. He is not the dwell amongst you, God. He is the dwell amongst us, God. Somebody shout, he's my God too. You, you may not like me, but he's my God too. You may not appreciate what I said, but he's my God too. I may get on your nerves, but he's my God too. I may be immature, but he's my God too. I may be unstable, but he's my God too. I may be on medication, but he's my God too. I may have one leg, but he's my God too. I may be immature, but he is my God too. By now, you ought to be shouting because I'm talking about you with your crippled self, with your crazy self, with your weird self, with your inconsistent self, and yet God dwells amongst us. God was manifest in the flesh, Timothy. And if you don't know this, you don't know nothing. Because this is the pillar, ground of truth. That the invisible God was made visible. That the intangible God was made touchable. That the spirit God walked amongst us in the flesh. That the voice of the Lord took feet and walked through the cool of the garden. Is God incarnate dwelling amongst us. Filthy us, lying us, dirty us, cheating us, whoremongering us, perverted us, to dwell amongst us, God left the holy ranks of heaven and came down where we were and dwelt amongst us, drinking us, sneaking us, cheating us, deceitful us, gambling us, whoremongering us. Oh, don't make me call us out. He came and dwelt among us. Great is the mystery. That a holy God would choose to live in a raggedy apartment like this. <laughs> God chose to move in a condemned building like this. This was a condemned building. And God moved in and said, I'm going to live in there. 
Jesus is God incarnate. God was manifest in the flesh and Paul is teaching Timothy this is a mystery. You can't explain it. You can't argue about it. The church has been arguing about the Godhead for years. I stopped arguing about the Godhead because I think it's stupid because you cannot explain what must be revealed. If you argue with me and tell me he's one, I can show you places where he was individually three. If you tell me he's three, I want to know are they going to be sitting on top of each other in heaven? Because there ain't but one throne. Oh, God cannot be explained. He must be revealed. He must be revealed. There's no need in arguing about it. He must be revealed. You need a doctrine to make you feel good, but it must be revealed. This is a revelation, not a doctrine. God was manifest in the flesh. Behold, a virgin shall be with child. They shall bring forth a child. They shall call his name Emmanuel. God tabernacled with us. Oh, wait. So that's what the tabernacle was about in the Old Testament. God playing peekaboo. God showing us. That's what the tabernacle was in the middle of the 12 tribes of Israel. The tabernacle is in the middle of the 12 tribes. And that is a picture of Christ being the dwell amongst us. <laughs> Y'all don't hear it. Benjamin didn't own him. Judah didn't own him. Y'all didn't hear it. Ithamar didn't own him. Nobody could say that they own God. He's a dwell amongst us God. Issachar couldn't say he owned him. He's a dwell amongst us God. In fact, he said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Glory to God. Not one of them. All three of them. He said, I dwell in your unity. I've come in the room. If two or three of you gather in my name, I'll jump in the middle of you. I'll get in the middle of your praise. If you start talking about me, I will sit down in the middle of your conversation. That God would become, oh, let me stop. That God would become intimately entangled with people like us. Out of the same mouth comes blessings and cursings. And yet, when we start saying hallelujah, he's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, he's worthy to be praised. Out of our filthy mouth, God will come and sit down in the middle of the prayer. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. St. John chapter 1 says it this way. I want to read verse 14 through 18. And the word was made flesh. Can you imagine saying something out of your mouth that became physical? And the word person. Did you see that? And the word, 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 person. The word was made flesh. John 1, 1 says in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. Light shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. It's word all through 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 14. Poop is flesh. You ain't never said nothing that became human. 
You ain't never said nothing that became human. We don't have that authority. You couldn't say anything that moved a human. You could tell me to go to hell, but it wouldn't make me burn. Your word don't have that much power. But God's word is so powerful that the word was made flesh. And why would he want to be flesh in the first place when the carnality is an enemy against God? And yet he took on filth so he could be kin to you. So he could be touched by your moaning and groaning. So that he could understand your frailties and your weakness. So he would know what tired was. Until he took on flesh, he didn't know what sleep was. He didn't know what tired was. He didn't know what irritated was. When he took on flesh, now he can be touched by the feeling of our infirmity. Now he can redeem us because according to the law, he has to be kin to me in order to redeem me. And he wasn't kin to me as God. He had to become man in order to be a kinsman so he could redeem me from the curse of the law and from sin. And, death. and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we beheld his glory as the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth we, that's the only way we got to see God was through Jesus Hallelujah. tell it pastor Jesus expresses him John bear witness of him and cried saying this was he of whom I spake he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me he was before me I'm gonna go back, go, go back to that scripture I want to read that again he that cometh after me is preferred before me for he was before me do you not know that Jesus said before Abraham was I am are you following what I'm saying to you tonight I'm going to go kind of deep with you but, but you can hang can't you and of his fullness have all we received and grace for grace and of his fullness have all we receive and grace for grace. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, hath declared him. So Jesus declares God to us. He is God's declaration. Hallelujah. He is God revealed. Philip said, show us the Father and it sufficeth us. Jesus said, have I been so long time with you and you still don't know that I and my Father are one? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. That is, God was manifest in the flesh. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. Let's look at this right quick. This is God, 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 God. Hebrews 1 and 1. God, who at sundry times and in divers manners spake in times past unto the Father, unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, who he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also 
He made the worlds. Watch this. This is what I love. Who being the brightness of his glory. <laughs> the brightness. See, see, when I look at that light, I really can't see the light. I just see the brightness of the light. In fact, the brightness stops me from seeing the light. I can't tell you what size bulb is up there. I can't be sure of it because all I can see is the brightness of the bulb. So I can see the brightness of the light, but I cannot see the light itself. I couldn't tell you whether those lights were in brown casements or white casements or black casements because all I can see is the brightness of their glory. Christ is the brightness of his glory. The express image of his person. The personality of God and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins he sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high do you hear what i'm saying to you this 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 is this is god was made flesh this is a simple explanation of the incarnation you could spend weeks on the incarnation and not exhausted it has to be revealed to you that God that Jesus is God incarnate dwelling amongst us walking amongst us riding ships with us going in deserts with us in the wilderness with us he dwelt among us and we beheld the wonder of his glory Woo! the brightness of his glory whoo the express image of his person I see the only way I can see the father is the light shining from him Christ is the brightness of his glory and we beheld the brightness of his glory the express image of his person. Why do we need to know this? Because we must stop being ignorant. We must know who our God is and what he has done and what he has given to us. We must know that without knowing that we will not have the economy of faith we need. You can't fix your credit if you don't get your credit score. You can't buy nothing if you don't know how much money's in your wallet. We got a church full of people who are living like they're bankrupt because they don't know their God. They know their church. They know their pastor. They don't know their God. So they leave the church because they didn't get to meet the pastor. How stupid is that? You didn't come here to meet me. I'm just like you. You came here to have a meeting with God. An encounter with the Holy Spirit. To come to know Him. And knowing me ain't knowing nobody. Because I ain't no better than you. I'm just as crazy as you are. You came here to know God. And if you get sick, God is the healer. And if you get down, God is the one that's going to raise you up. And if you're broken, God is the one that can fix you. All I can do is lead you to him. David said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock 
that is higher than I. God was manifest in the flesh so that we could get to know him through Jesus. So we get to know the Father through the Son. We get to know who Jesus is because he expressed, he is the express image of his person. The brightness of his glory. Good God of mercy. I don't know how to make that any clearer than the, than the brightness of that light. The brightness of the sun. Oh, it's hot today. The sun is so bright, I got to put on sunglasses. Can I see the sun? No. I see the brightness coming from the sun. That's what Jesus is. The brightness of God. The express image of his person. He is God's love made flesh. God loving us through flesh. He, the only thing he wanted from Mary was a tent. <laughs> he said, come here girl, nobody touched you yet. He said, let me get my tent from you. So he got the tent from Mary. <laughs> but that which is within her is conceived by the Holy Ghost. And he came out, Emmanuel, God tabernacled with us. The tent is all human and the glory is all God. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Is anybody getting any revelation in here? I want to teach this till you get revelation down in your spirit so you can stop jumping from religion to religion. I ain't jumping nowhere. I found him whom my soul lover. I know who my God is. Hallelujah. I've seen him. Teach you, Pastor. The express image of his person Hallelujah. in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. When Jesus told them he was, that he was God, they wanted to stone him. But he is absolutely God and yet absolutely man. He is not the good man, he is the God man. He is man enough to be kinsman to me. He is God enough to redeem me. So the word was made flesh because the word had no blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. And he needed Mary's tent so he could bleed out. He bled out so I could get in. Oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep on going until you get it. You cut meat, it will always bleed. I don't care whether it's white meat, brown meat, black meat. When you cut us, we all bleed red. Jesus bled red. So while y'all arguing about what color Jesus is, let me tell you what matters. The blood is red. He bled out. All he needed, the flesh was, was so he could become a living sacrifice. And when the Bible said that he redeemed us by himself, it means he offered up himself. He is both the offerer and the offering. He is the priest and the lamb. He entered into the holies of holies with himself. Every other priest had to come in with something else to offer up. But Jesus entered in by himself. 
He is just as much lamb as he is priest. Is this too high for you? Maybe I should teach some baby food and break down some, some crushed carrots or something like that. But somebody in this room is ready for some meat. Somebody in this room is ready to know. Somebody online is listening to understand more fully a deeper revelation of your God. So when you say hallelujah to God, you know too you're saying hallelujah too. When you say all oh, hell the power of Jesus name let angels prostrate fall you know who you're talking to are you hearing what I'm talking about I'm just on point one let me go to point two point two he was exonerated or justified in the spirit justified in the spirit he was justified in the spirit so the spirit is in agreement he is not just God in flesh. The Spirit justified it. Go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 13 through 17. This Bible study. This is how you study the Bible. Glory to God. You, I may move you all around the Bible, but that's how you study the Bible. Thank you. It's not about reading the Bible. I read the Bible three times. I don't mean nothing. You don't remember it. The Bible, didn't, the, the, the Bible didn't tell you to just to read it. It says study to show thyself approved, a workman unto God that need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now we're in Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. Matthew is committed to making us understand that Christ is the Messiah. Understand that. We're in the third chapter in the 13th verse. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John. Then come of Jesus from Galilee, I've been to the Sea of Galilee, to Jordan unto John. Actually, the Sea of Galilee flows and makes up the Jordan River. He comes down from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Watch this. And Je let me stop right there. Hold it right there. Can I take a little bit of time to talk about this? You know what I love about this? This is the first biblical recording of Jesus and John meeting since their mothers met in the tent. And Mary came and saluted Elizabeth and the babies jumped in the womb. And John was filled with the Holy Ghost while he was yet in his mother's womb. If anybody would know who Jesus was, it would be John because he met him while he was still in his mama's belly. Glory to God. Now he's floating around in Elizabeth and Jesus is floating around in Mary. And when the two women saluted each other, John got the Holy Ghost. Now Jesus is floating around in the Jordan River and John is floating around in the Jordan River and they're back in the water again. They're right back where they were. It's a deja vu moment. They, they were in the fluid before. They're in the fluid again. And here they come together again. And John said, oh yeah, that's him. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes the, the sins of the world. And Jesus comes stepping down into the water where they first met.
And John says, I don't want to, I don't want to you to, to baptize you. You you should baptize me. You're greater than I am. Jesus says, suffer it to be so to fulfill all righteousness. You know what? I want to stop there because I want you to understand that. We we quote it, but we don't understand it. Jesus being baptized is a New Testament shadow of his death, burial, and resurrection. Okay? It is a shadow of his death, burial. In fact, all baptism is about death, burial, and resurrection. If you go to Romans 6, you will read that again. For as many of us have been buried with him in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Baptism is about death, burial, and resurrection. When you get baptized, it is saying that your old person is dead and you are buried with him by baptism that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should no longer serve sin you know why you want to declare yourself dead because when you dead you don't owe nobody y'all don't hear me i'm teaching way better than you shout when you dead you don't owe nobody they called me, my mama was dead. They called me about some bill she owed. I said, she dead. They said, she owed this bill. I said, no, she don't. She dead. You can't collect from a cemetery. She dead. And everything I owed, every debt of unrighteousness, every debt of sin, that, hallelujah, when I was buried with him by baptism, I tell hell, you can't make me pay a bill because I'm dead. I'm buried with him by baptism that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth I should no longer serve sin. Oh, God, give somebody a revelation. Somebody online a revelation. Somebody in the sanctuary a revelation. Let somebody's eyes be open tonight that they can see you more clearly than they ever saw him before. And Jesus, watch this, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, which means he was immersed and came up out of the water. I'm not going to argue that point, but I just want you to notice it. He came up out of the water, and lo, the heavens opened up unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. No wonder it said he was justified of the Spirit because the Spirit lit on Jesus. From that moment forward, they started calling him Jesus Christ. Christ, Christos, anointed one. Christ is not a last name. I'm sorry. It is a messianic validation. It is the Holy Spirit saying, he's he the man, he's the one. He's the Messiah. He's the one you've been looking for. The Christos was the sign. So the Holy Spirit descended on him like as a dove. It's no wonder the Bible, Paul is teaching Timothy, he is justified in the Spirit because he whom the Spirit sets upon is the Messiah. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So the spirit descended on the son like a dove. And a voice spoke from heaven, which is the father. And the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. So what he is telling us is that we, we, when he rose from the dead, he rose with the fullness of the Godhead in him bodily. He didn't just, oh, let me, let me, let me go deeper. He 
said, no, no man takes my life, I lay it down. If I lay it down, I will pick it back up again. Another place he said, I was raised by the glory of the, by the power of the Spirit. Another place he said, I was raised by the glory of the Father. Either two of them are lies or three of them are one. When he rose up from the dead, the Father endorsed him and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The spirit descended on him like a dove. This is why he thought it not robbery to be equal with God, yet made of himself no reputation. Because the God is not in an argument with God about God. Church folks are in an argument with each other about God. But God is not in an argument with himself having an identity crisis or multiple uh, personality disorder because God knows that God is God no matter however he shows up he's God he's God in creation he's God in redemption he's God anytime he shows up he's God if he's the fourth one in the fiery furnace he's God if he stands on the Mount of Olives God is just God who shall I say sent me oh you can't handle me just tell him I am that I am I can be whatever I want to be I can do whatever I want to do I am God oh y'all ought to be jumping like juice because the power of God he's justified in the spirit the spirit has pointed him out the Christos Jesus Christ can I, oh God I, I want to go deeper I don't have time to go deeper sometimes you will see Jesus Christ other times you will see Christ Jesus <laughs> come here come here come here come here, sir. come here come here see get behind me they can't see you because you're the Christ all they can see is Jesus. Okay? Jesus the Christ. Sometimes Jesus Christ. But when he was raised from the dead, Christ Jesus, for the same spirit that quickened Jesus' body and raised it from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body when you say Christ Jesus you're looking at the spirit that quickened him when you say Jesus Christ you're looking at the spirit behind him but either way you can't divide them because it is the Christ that points out Jesus to be the Messiah are y'all with me if you're with me holler at me Oh, good, good, good. So, so he is justified. I needed you to come up here and justify me because you're acting as an agent of the Holy Spirit to justify me. Anytime God gets ready to justify anybody's ministry, he will do it by the anointing. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's not about whether you like me or not. It's about me being anointed. You, oh, you can't mess with me if I'm anointed. If the anointing is on me, I'm justified by the Spirit. Hallelujah to God. You want to be on something that is anointed. I don't mean acting anointed. I am so sick and tired of people acting anointed. There's a difference between acting anointed and being anointed. When you are really anointed, you have power. And when you have power, you affect situations, not style, power. 
not style power you can steal my style but you can't steal my power for the power I have is not of this world are you hearing what I'm saying are you hearing what I'm saying any singer over there will tell you there's a difference between singing because you got a voice and singing when the anointing falls on you. When the anointing falls on you, you can reach notes. You can sing more effectively. You can change lives. People will fall out on the altar because you're anointed. You can't fake anointing. I don't care if you don't like me. I'm anointed. Ain't no way you can get here and not be anointed. Now stick pins in all the dolls you want, but you can't curse what God has blessed. Don't mess with me. 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 If I had any hair, I'd let you have some. Because you can't do nothing by bearing my hair. I'm blessed. The anointing is on me. If the anointing gets on you, it'll change your whole life. No devil in hell can do anything. When you're anointed by the power of the living God, can't nobody curse what God has blessed. Somebody shout, I am anointed. I've been justified by the Spirit. I've been justified by the Spirit. That's why you are not letting anybody mess up your anointing. Don't let nobody have your anointing. Don't get so mad at nobody you, you lose your anointing. Don't get so frustrated you lose your anointing because the anointing proves that you are legitimately his. When the prodigal son came home, the father said, kill the fatted calf. Why? In order to redeem, blood has to be shed. Wrap a robe around him. Propitiation, that's the covering for my sin. But here's the Holy Spirit. Put the ring on his finger because the ring is a family sign that indicates you're back in the family this my son who was dead is alive again the ring is the family crest do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption let me move on I'm only on two I gotta get to three are you with me this Bible class Hallelujah. Tell somebody I'm in the Bible class. I'm getting anointed in Bible class. I'm getting a revelation in Bible class. I'm getting to know my God in Bible class. Yokes are breaking off of me in Bible class. The power of the living God is falling on me in Bible class. Hallelujah. Yokes are falling off of me in Bible class. Demons are falling at my feet in Bible class. Chains are falling at my side in Bible class. The anointing is in this place. No devil can take over this place. The anointing is in this place. Somebody give him 30 seconds of crazy praise. I mean crazy praise. Anointed praise. Holy Ghost praise. Justified praise. Praise in the power of a living God. So the father spoke from heaven and said he's the man the holy spirit descended like a dove said he's the man 
when he came up out of the water, he is the Christ, the Christos, the Christma, Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. And immediately he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted. Where my spirit go? Where my spirit? Come here, spirit. Come on, spirit, and lead me into the wilderness. The Christos that just fell on my shoulder is now leading me into the wilderness. And nobody's making me go. I'm following him into the wilderness to be tempted, to be authenticated, to be justified, to prove to hell that what tripped up Adam won't trip up me. You can use the same tricks, but they won't have the same effects because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Go on and lead me into the wilderness. I'll be all right. And there he is in the wilderness. And there some of you are right now in the wilderness. But don't be troubled in the wilderness. Because if the Holy Ghost got you in, the Holy Ghost will get you out. Oh, 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 oh. I said if the Holy Ghost got you in, the Holy Ghost will get you out. If the Holy Ghost got you in, the Holy Ghost will get you out. I'm about to mess around and feel like preaching up here. Somebody shout yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, fist bump somebody and tell them I'm going to get out of this. I'm going to get out of this. If the Holy Spirit chose to lead me into this, the same Spirit is going to lead me out of this. I've got a feeling that everything's going to be all right. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Be all Holy Ghost that told me. Can I teach this word? Shall I teach this word? I love to teach this word. I must teach this word. If I don't teach this word, the rocks will crowd. Number three. Number three is angelology. Angelology is seen of angels. And, and, and the reason I wanted the spirit to bring me back into the wilderness is because I wanted to talk about angelology a little bit. Angelology is when the Spirit led Jesus out into the wilderness and there he was tempted after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He began to be hungry and then Satan came and tried to trip him up. He used every trick he used on Adam and every place where Adam and Eve were defeated. Christ became victorious. He was victorious, but he was tired. But the 
Bible said that the angels came and ministered unto him. Am I in that Bible? 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 Why did the angels come and minister unto him? Because he was in charge of the angels. He was the captain of the host. He was the master of the angels. He could have called 10,000 angels. The angels knew who Jesus was. Hungry or not, they knew who he was. Seed of angels. I ain't got time to give you the whole thing. Going to four. I got to finish up. Preached unto the Gentiles. He was preached unto the Gentiles. Luke 2, 27 through 33. Uh, and he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, which is circumcision, then took he him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. This is Simeon. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. He was just a baby, but he even Simeon knew that he was salvation and I said I have seen Christ the Lord which thou hast prepared before the face of all people not just Jews all people a light to lighten the Gentiles Ooh. and the glory of thy people Israel and Joseph and his mother marveled at those things. What were they marveling at? They knew he had come unto his own. But they didn't know he was going to be a light unto the Gentiles. There was no reason for them to marvel at what Simeon had said. Because they already knew that that which was within Mary was conceived by the Holy Ghost. And that his name would be called Jesus and he would save his, his people from their sins. But they did not know that he would be a light to the Gentiles. So one of the validations is he is to be preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. And I'm going to finish with this one. A six. Received up in the glory. Put six, 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 yeah, yeah. Received up into glory. John 17, 1 through 7. Received up into glory. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, carnate flesh that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him and this is life eternal that they might know thee the only true God and the only true God and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent come on I have glorified thee on earth I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do and now O oh father 
glorify thou me with thine own self with the glory which I had with thee before the world was I have manifested thy name unto the men which thou gavest me out of the world thine they were and thou gavest them me and they have kept thy word now they have known that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are of thee and that's before he catches the limousine service of a cloud and is caught up in the glory now great is the mystery of godliness for God was manifest in the flesh justified in the spirit seen of angels preached unto the Gentiles believed on in the world and received up into glory this is the pillar ground of truth and Timothy if you preach everything else and you don't have this you don't have a pillar you don't have a pillar if they move you off of who Jesus is you don't have a pillar he's my rock he's my shield he's my buckler oh God I gotta quit I feel like preaching old school I, I feel that old school storefront anointing Jesus is Jesus is Jesus is Jesus is Jesus is He's my buckler. He's my shield. He's my redeemer. He is my prince. He is my lamb. He is my lion. He is the bread of life. He is the water. Jesus is. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Power in his name. Call his name. Healing in the name. What's his name? What's his name? Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, demons tremble, demons tremble, demons tremble, demons tremble, demons tremble. What's his name? 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 Demons tremble, demons tremble, demons tremble, demons tremble, 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 tremble. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Say his name. Say his name. Ooh, saints, saints, saints. I'm trying to keep myself from jumping up and screaming. I know. I don't hope. I know you were blessed by that. You have to allow the Lord to reveal to you who the Lord Jesus Christ is. He has to be revealed to you so that you can stop jumping from religion 
to religion and denomination to denomination. And then you take up shop where they are saying things you want to hear. It sounds good to you. No, honey, you have to allow God to reveal Jesus to you. Now, this was Bishop T.D. Jake's moment here. I thank God for bringing my brother back because he had strayed away and was teaching things and not including Jesus. But as you can see, he is wide awake. Yes, he is. He is wide awake. I'm just so happy. And I know it was not a coincidence. The Lord led me to that, that sermon. Beautiful, beautiful. And another thing, if God's ministers are not on the same page, somebody is not telling the truth. Bishop T.D. Jakes just got through teaching and preaching to you what I have been sharing with you in my ministry. Well, not my ministry. It's God's ministry that he has allowed me to use to share the gospel with you. The series that I am teaching right now is Finding Jesus in the Scriptures. And hallelujah, I thought you should hear another minister of the gospel. And I'm quite sure you've heard of him, Bishop T.D. Jakes. He has millions of followers on his platform. And I thank God millions of his listeners just heard the gospel rightly divided. Hallelujah. I heard some anger in him too. Because you know you had some ministers getting on him about no, 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 you gotta, you know, you know, keep don't cheat preach Jesus too much. Oh no, oh no, 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 honey. You take a back seat. Those who are teachers and preachers and pastors and evangelists in the body of Christ should be on the same page. We have to share Jesus in these scriptures. In the Old Testament scriptures, we should be revealing Jesus to man because people are lost. That's why they are bouncing from religion to religion and denomination to denomination because God cannot reveal Jesus to you if your heart isn't right. If you have a heart or a pocket for another Savior, you ain't saved. You have to be sincere. Your heart has to be right. And God will reveal to you who Jesus is. And I hope some of you under the sound of Bishop T.D. Jake's voice found the Lord Jesus. So saints, we will resume with episode 14 on Saturday. Finding Jesus in the scriptures. Yes. That's what we will be doing. So until then, saints, I love you. Peace out. I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode, please send your questions or comments to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. Or you can send me a direct message through my podcast by clicking on the message button located on the homepage of all my podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public to submit your remarks. I should note that you must be a follower of my show to submit a voice message. So don't forget to click the follow button. You can also support my podcast financially by accessing the homepage on my podcast and clicking on the support this podcast button. Whatever you choose to donate will be greatly appreciated and used to help further the gospel. I am praying for God to give you a return on your donation. In 1 Corinthians 
chapter 9, verse 14, the Apostle Paul says, In the same way, the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. English Standard Version. Please sow your seed in good ground with a cheerful heart because God loves a cheerful giver. Now until next time, my sisters and brothers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. Rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. And remember, continue to walk with Jesus. I thank you for tuning in and I hope to see you next time.